Hey guys, it's your girl Koshana Collins and you are listening to another episode of The Millennial Entrepreneur. If you are listening to this podcast, that means that you are an entrepreneur, you think like an entrepreneur, and we are claiming to be successful entrepreneurs. Let's go right ahead and hop into this week's episode because we have so much money and many connections to make. Hi guys, welcome back to The Millennial Entrepreneur. It's your girl, Kushana Collins, with another episode. So I just wanted to literally discuss uh, boutique basics with another entrepreneur who has an online boutique. Uh, she's someone that I met at a retreat here in Los Angeles, California, but she actually lives on the East Coast. She's from D.C. Uh, she's my friend. She's someone that, where I've purchased from her boutique. I love everything that she's doing within her boutique. I think she's very inspirational. She's consistent with her marketing. I'm inspired. Um, and I just want to give her a chance to introduce herself to you guys. And then we're going to hop right into this week's episode. So Taylor. Hello. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for the kind words, Q. I really appreciate you and the opportunity and I just love everything that you're doing. <laughs> yeah, of course. So your boutique is called Tailored by Taylor. I think that's so cute. Thank you. How did you come up with that name? It actually wasn't a lengthy process. I've always had that name in my mind. And I felt really? like my name was perfect for what I wanted to do. And it is. So I just, I actually had a few names to choose from. And my mom and I just agreed that this one was the one. Yeah, yeah. Tailored by Taylor is really, really cute. Like tailoring clothes, I get it. You know, <laughs> it's fitting. So, yeah, like I said, she owns a boutique, and we just want to talk about the real side of being a boutique owner, business owner, period. And, you know, as it relates to selling clothing, accessories, all those different things that boutiques are pushing nowadays. So, we're going to hop into a few questions for you guys. And it may be some questions that may help you, you know, especially if you're wanting to start a boutique and also give you more revelation if you are within a boutique so you can hear a transparent story about other entrepreneurs, what they're dealing with, and, you know, you can correlate with it and see if it fits your circumstance. Whatever you need to apply it to, just take whatever we give you today and, you know, apply accordingly. So, we just got a couple questions I'm going to ask Taylor and, you know, I'm going to answer them as well. And then we'll give her a chance to answer and let's just hop right into it. So the first question that I sent you, I was asking you, you know, as far as owning a boutique, is the reality of owning a boutique anything like your idea of what you thought it would be? You know, like when you had the initial thought, like, I want to be a business owner. I want to own a boutique. Oh, I want to sell clothes. I'm into fashion. This is going to pop off. You know, you're just so <laughs> excited. You're thinking like, we taking off this year. And it's just like, you get in, you get in it. And is the reality of it, what you thought it would be. Because for me, it's not, you know, I <laughs> found myself doing multiple things as an entrepreneur specifically not really a boutique owner but as an entrepreneur because I found multiple streams and you know different cash flow within other uh, endeavors where I was like okay my boutique is great I'm gonna keep it but I'm also gonna be doing x y and z to make money consistently and you know I just think that a lot of work goes in behind the scenes 
that people are just not aware of, honey. And I was like, you know, I love being cute. We love to get dressed up. But it's different when you're getting dressed up because it's a job to get dressed up. Right. You need to be presentable and consistent and, you know, present within your company and all that. So I can just say, like, the reality of, oh, I'm just getting cute because I'm going out with my homegirls versus I got to get cute consistently because I got to slay these clothes and sell these clothes um two different things you know and I just want to know your side of the story as it relates to like what you thought owning your boutique would look like and then what it actually you know looks like today or as you're in it so to be completely honest with you Q I had no preconceptions going into this business like I can't Mm -hmm. even pinpoint the moment where I decided to start a boutique but I vividly remember doing research on how to acquire an LLC, an EIN number, business license. And I just remember praying and begging God to just grant me the strength and discipline to pursue and commit to this venture. I'm sorry. And from there, I just took it day by day, not placing emphasis on the worries of tomorrow. But I will say that I was under the assumption that my things would sell as soon as I dropped them just because they were cute and affordable. And that just wasn't the case at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a shocker <laughs> for sure. I can say, like, because you, I know that you're meant to be in it because, for one, I see you, okay? Like, you're always putting out a new item or posting a photo. Like, you're consistent. I truly believe you're consistent. And... I just doing that research, like you said, looking up your LLC or your licensing, trying to find wholesale vendors, things of that nature. Girl, a lot of people are not doing that type of work on their own, you know? And I feel like a lot of people, they're, I don't want to say they're pacified, but they have the ability to buy vendors lists and things now. And that just wasn't, that's not what I did. Like I really put in the footwork. I was Googling, I was hashtagging um, certain vendors that I like. I would go into malls, look at the tags on the clothes, research. Yeah, like I put in that footwork. And it's cool. Get it by any means, as long as you're not harming or hindering anyone else. But yeah, I definitely put in that work to get When did you start again? I started August of 2019. However, I didn't launch my business until November, Black Friday to be exact. Gotcha. Okay. That's good. Because I started in 2016 and luckily I had a co-worker. We worked in wholesale. Well, we worked in retail actually. Mm-hmm. And you know, we were around clothes and all we talked about was owning the boutique and we were actually going to go into it together. But she was the one who kind of put me onto LA showroom and that opened up me to a whole nother world of like consumer base where I'm like okay I can buy this at this price and then upside you know upsell it to this much and it was just like you know exposure that I needed you know but at least you knew to go into malls and actually look at tags and I do that now in LA fashion district if I find something I like and it's not from that store but the tag says where it's specifically from Mm -hmm. and I do the vendor research you know um so that's good so does does DC does the DMV have like a fabric district or wholesale district at all? 
I wouldn't say that they have a designated area for wholesale. I know back in the day there used to be this one area, but of course gentrification has changed that completely. Mm -hmm. So I honestly don't know. I outsource a lot and my go-to is anywhere out of California at this moment. Okay. That's cool. Because I really, with your consistency, I didn't know. I was like, sis. No, baby. LA showroom. (laughs) Okay. Well, I love it. I completely love it. So, I'm going to go to the next question. Um, Yes, ma'am. I was just wondering, okay, so with talking about just being a small business owner, are you comfortable with the slow growth that we're experiencing? You you know, just because we're new, we're small, people don't, like, you know, they don't know about us on a grand scale so they might come across our boutique if we market it with consistency in the right way but as far as like just slowly growing your audience your consumer base how has that been for you well to answer your question I'm definitely not comfortable with slow growth Mm -hmm. um I'm very uncomfortable with slow growth it irritates my soul <laughs> however I'm comfortable with being uncomfortable if that makes sense like discomfort is what's molding me into the woman I am today and the woman I ultimately become so I embraced it in every aspect um, regardless of how long the journey will take for me to reach my destination but <laughs> baby I know I'm gonna do big things so it's just like yeah. I, I take it one day, as a t- one day at a time it is what it is yeah I know my time will come Yes, I truly can say the same thing. So the slow growth for me, I mean, honey, we're talking since 2016. Your girl has done a lot since then. She started designing. She picked up and moved to LA. You know, she's done networking events. She's done other entrepreneurial things. I've had so many jobs. I can't even just name. And it's like every time I take my savings I'll invest it in business I'll take my you know I take everything that comes to me and I just reinvest it in my company and that's the gamble that we have to take so you know like you said I'm very uncomfortable I love how you said that you are trying to be comfortable even in your discomfort because that's what life is every day is something else and especially in business that's Tell why about it. <laughs> especially in business whether you're dealing with you know you got to worry about packages arriving you know you got to insert shipping tracking numbers you have to on the other side if you get a chargeback or something luckily I've never dealt with a chargeback when it comes to clothing at all but it's a lot it really is it's a lot and you have these vendors who are like oh in your face especially when I'm going in person they want to sell you the item but then you can get items and you can have items left over on hand you know that you Mm -hmm. haven't sold and I've experienced that I have so many clothes that's sitting at my mom's house that are like old style because I mean I was in this process of learning so that slow growth like you said is very comfortable and I think it took me to this year to be like you know what? I'm going to embrace this journey. It took me to this year. <laughs> you know? And even then, I think it's a something I say to myself again daily. Mm-hmm. I say, God, I trust you. And you have to. Um, say, like, uh, you know, I am embracing the journey. Every day. 
well, you're doing it well. <laughs> I'm so proud of you, Q. Like, you are just blossoming. And even when I met you, I just saw your potential. I knew you were going to be great. And you were already great, but you're going to be greater. You too. Thank what you, do you mean? And that's why when Jessica said, you know, she met her friend, Amor, um, I don't remember her, Lachey. She she was saying she met Shay at a networking event, and now it's like one of her boss besties, and you know they're both on another level now together, not in competition at all. You know when I look at you, that's what I think. Like okay, you know the feeling is definitely (laughs) Taylor gonna blow up, and we just gonna be on a whole nother level, living our best lives, (laughs) and say that we knew each other when it was like small for real. And we were just trying to still find information, all of those things. So I'm proud of you too. Just know, just know. So let's go to the next question. What do you think? Because, you know, it's a lot of popular boutiques out there. Mm -hmm. I truly have had the pleasure of meeting these people in person, you know, and I truly also had the pleasure of just seeing the resources that they use around LA to market their business, how they market it, different mm-hmm. things that I can say help them become very like big today in their boutiques and in, in business. So what I was saying, what I really want to know is like, why do you think people flock to the popular boutique owner versus the beginner boutique owner? Does it has more to do with like just the size and the basically the eyes that are on you? Or is it like, hey, you know, she popping. Everybody's shopping with her, so I'm <laughs> going to shop with her, too. You know, what do you think? Um, I think people flock to popular boutique owners for various reasons. One being trust, assuming that that owner has built a rapport with their fan base. Uh, also hype, because, you know, people love riding the wave, especially when they see that the ship is already full. And I, I, I can also say, like, entitlement. A lot of people don't feel like the underdogs deserve their dollar and they want you to prove your worth to them before they even consider spending a dime. So it's just like a conglomerate of things that play into that. That's really good. Especially the underdog. Okay, so that aspect of things. My friend just said this to me today. She was like, you know, I feel so slept on. She's an amazing content creator. She has her own YouTube channel. She has Mm -hmm. like over 3,000 subscribers. I was like, girl, if you got 3,000 organic subscribers on YouTube, you need to be on YouTube, okay? Right. (laughs) I would never or could never on this level grow probably an Instagram fan base. But, you know, who am I to say that? But the fact that she's confident and consistent in her content, she's built that rapport with people. They come to her page. They they love her content. I'm just like, wow. But I love how you said the underdog because we were talking about that as well. And it's like, like I said, we just got to continue to consistently create, consistently post. And then when we have that one viral moment, people are going to go bananas on all of our old content, new content old merchandise new merchandise like everything they're just going to be infatuated with us and as a <laughs> yes and hopefully <laughs> <claiming> it. <laughs> yes it's coming especially for you for sure um but definitely um 
I see it, Taylor. Like you said, when I met you, I was like, yo, she's nice. You know, she invested in herself. You flew from D.C. to L.A. just to go to a networking event to find out more information about, you know, your expertise. And so I am, you know, appalled because I never came to L.A. business-wise when I didn't live here. And now that I live here, it's like, yeah, I'm getting putting myself in those spaces and places. But who's to say if I still lived in North Carolina that I would fly here and invest that much money in myself and my brand? I don't know. But you did it. And, you know, that's something to be proud of for real. Oh, thank so, you. Yeah. And then, like, you're mastering the wholesale side. And then, you know, when you were here, we went on the tour for designing. You know, right. so you you know where you are, you know where you want to go. Direction is so important, you know, and it's just a matter of time for you for sure. Mm. But I love what you said about the underdog, all of those things, you know, like you said, definitely different factors go into play. So that's perfect. Um, I definitely, I love this next question because, you know, we all have shopped at these boutiques you know that aren't even for one they're not black owned right (laughs) for one (laughs) for two they're ripping off a whole bunch of small designers taking our designs and because they have the money and they have the pool they have the eyes you know what I'm saying they have the audience base they're just pushing out fast fashion when these black designers have taken their time their creativity all of those things and money hard-earned money to create y'all just rip it off and sell it as fast fashion pieces and so I just wanted to know what's your opinion of uh, fast fashion companies like Fashion Nova and Boohoo and Pretty Little Things I can truly say that I for one never shop those brands because I am you know just like a fashion girl so I would always be following like Sorella I've been following them for years since college I will always be following like Jessica's brand. I was following Irregular Exposure for years before I even met Jessica. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've just followed different people within, you know, fashion, whether it was Closet Envy, which is Jai Nice. That's her brand. I would follow a lot of Black-owned business, you know, Black-owned businesses. And I would shop with them versus like go out here and put my money into Fashion Nova, Boohoo, Pretty Little Things. I could truly say I never bought anything from those companies um it was a boutique that I found it's called diva mode fashion yes yes it's out of um Miami I love them girl I love them I noticed when I went to spring break in college Mm -hmm. and um I just needed like some cute pieces I went on there and bought up some cute stuff and those jeans lasted me for a really long time um, I think they have good rapport as well. Their boutique has been going, like I said, I shot with them back in college, so that was 2015. <laughs> and so I've been following them for a while. And so I have shopped small boutiques, but I've just never went for the fashion of the boohoos and you know the pretty little things. I just haven't. What about yourself? I cannot say I had the same experience. When I was in college, my go-to was Boohoo and Pretty Little Things. I never really shopped with Fashion Nova, so I can't speak too much on them. Um, definitely going to the retreat and hearing Jess's story from her attorney and how they basically 
made a mockery of her work and she just went through so much and she's probably still going through the whole situation. I don't want to speak too much into that. Whereas though they yeah. basically copied her her hard-earned design and they were able to monetize off of it. And I definitely mm-hmm. don't condone that. I don't think it's right. And it's just brought awareness to me to be more mindful and just try to be up to date with fashion, high fashion, because, well, not only high fashion, but just, uh, I guess, other designers, because yeah. I do not want to purchase something from my vendors that actually is belongs to a small business owner, That's, small designer. Yeah. If they, I don't know. I don't hope. I hope I worded that. You know that makes the perfect sense. Yeah, for sure. And I definitely, I don't like to speak too much on businesses, especially when I don't know the full story. But mm-hmm. I also don't condone how Fashion Nova mistreats their workers and just their working conditions. It's just so many factors as to why I can't support them. But mm-hmm. I'm all for small businesses and. Black businesses, of course. Yeah, that's where okay. my money's been going lately. Okay, because we're we're being more intentional. Yes, my, ma'am. My, yes, I mean, twenty twenty. Everybody should be woke by now. So I can truly say the same thing. Um, working as an intern for a manufacturer here, Korean lady, she opened my eyes even a little bit more because you know I saw how quick it was for her to take a product. Mm-hmm. Ship China outsource you know the creation of it and for them to ship it back to her within a week and they can yes they can literally produce hundreds of those within a week's time send it right back it's called import and export Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to them doing that and like you said the working conditions of the people I'm so mindful when I get things in from China nowadays because I'm like it's not fair you know and how is Fashion Nova you know, like I said, I'm not bad-mouthing them or putting my mouth on them, but every, you know, friend I come in contact with, if they shop there, I just tell them, no, like, they're going through a lawsuit, for one. They were actually keeping a lot of people's money. People weren't even getting their packages. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was small designers. So, for one, you're treating the workers some type of way, but you're paying influencers on Instagram thousands of dollars. It just make it make sense. You know, so I think it boils down to just integrity within your company, which we all want to be integral within our businesses. That's definitely a goal of mine. You know, I want my com- my customers to be loyal. I want them. I want that customer retention. I want them to return. I want them to love the brand, you know, and I'm just building great reputation with them. So it's just the certain things I heard about those companies. And, you know, you were in college what year through you know you graduated what year no 2014 to 2018 really yes. that's good oh my gosh really? I feel so old. Than me. <laughs> please stop I graduated in 2015 from USCG so you were just getting started and you were shopping boohoo and pretty little things you know like you were into you're a fashion girl yeah and me me too when I was in college we I was out at the little you know the zone the little college (laughs) I was always getting like quick fast fashion and I was actually buying it from a store in the mall called Q Fashion and what happened with Q Fashion is I worked there so it was just easy for one to get a discount for two to see everything new that comes in that's hot I could get first dibs 
And, you know, I just was buying stuff to wear out. So tell me why it's a company that originated in California. So even though it's not in North Carolina anymore in that particular mall, I see them over here now. And I'm just like, oh, this is so crazy. And whole time, girl, they doing the same thing that we're doing as an online boutique. She, he was just shipping product from Los Angeles to North Carolina. We are unboxing it, putting a tag on it, putting it on the floor. You know, mm. yes, whole time. <laughs> and that just shows you how much there is for you to do, like how many different avenues you can take with this. Yes, because we can be in-house, you know, we can have mall-based businesses. You know, it's just the structure of, reality of how business is being structured nowadays which is most people are doing e-commerce and reach the world you know you don't have to be only restricted to Maryland or DC because it's local or I don't have to be restricted to LA or even the United States I mean because we are we can go international we can go anywhere (laughs) literally (laughs) and that's the goal so that's my opinion of all this and what really I just want to throw this in there because this was really my experience and when I was interning for the Korean lady Mm -hmm. you know one day she said to me that she didn't like the retreat she didn't like the idea of the retreat and so many people finding out the wholesale district finding out the basically the manufacturers just having those connections Cause she was like, you know, for years the fashion district has been a secret. People, you know, weren't supposed to be aware of it, especially, you know, she was saying pretty much black people or people who aren't you know, minorities. I'm mm-hmm. gonna put it that way. So she was basically saying that minorities, you know, the fashion district was always a secret. Everybody's not supposed to know about it, especially minorities. And you know, she's for capitalism. Like she's for Koreans knowing more white people knowing more and them being able to capitalize off of all of us who lack the knowledge and wisdom of you know how wholesale goes and just how business is ran you know how to mark things up properly just all of those things and you know I wasn't even offended I was just like I made a note of it I said oh that's that's how you think and I said so you also believe, you think it's fair that you guys can upcharge us as much as you do for these products. Right. You know, and pretty much economically stay on top of the minorities just because you know something more than we do, you know, or, you know, you have, you're more knowledgeable about the fashion industry. And I just think it's enough for everybody. It is. And it's so sad because that's so many people's mindset and logic. Like, there's so much room for everybody at the top. Everybody can eat. And I've realized, like, as I've become an entrepreneur, I'm more likely to share where I get my stuff from. Like, there's no need for me to offer everything. It's just, I don't mind sharing the knowledge because I want everybody to win. And a lot yeah. of people aren't that way. It's not going to take anything away from you. Like, at all. I'll give everything away. And I do it within that ebook and then you know as I continue to even build you know my resources or my portfolio and even a curriculum I'm going to give away everything I know because 
it's worth you know planting those seeds in especially my younger black women who also need to be shifting their mindset from being employees to definitely being business owners that's just where I stand with that so (laughs) right Right. I have one more last question an amazing interview you know I thank you for hopping on with me and you know like your opinion is valid you're in it you're doing the work you're getting hands-on experience and that is the best teacher in itself you know just being in it 100% 10 toes down so I just want to ask you do you feel like um, the networking events that you've attended have helped you to basically grow your boutique and the mindset of owning a boutique you know like has it placed you in a more positive mindset definitely made you be more commitment more committed more patient for the journey and the process like basically what has networking events done for you with other you know boutique owners and influencers I can definitely say that boutique I'm I'm sorry not boutiques networking events have Mm-hmm. just opened doors for me in numerous ways like I honestly made more money in a day at my second pop-up event than I did the entire month starting out um that alone was just enough to motivate me to keep me going and it was affirmation that my target audience was out there they existed I just had to find a way to reach them and in, in yeah. addition to that just attending multiple pop-ups helped me become more outgoing, which in turn opened doors for me, as I mentioned, and just form new relationships such as you and I. And I just gained more knowledge and insight in overall growth. So I definitely, I definitely encourage everybody to network. Like I was an introvert. I'm growing out of that solely because of these networking experiences yeah that's awesome that's really good I've actually never had a pop-up experience like I had my own fashion show so at that fashion show I did set up you know for people to be able to buy from me and I had other vendors there where people could purchase from as well but I have yet to set up at a pop-up shop or a networking event have my own table here in LA please what was that like please honest no (laughs) you you need to cue like it would you definitely reap the benefits (laughs) but um my pop-up experience as I mentioned I was an introvert and I was grateful to have my mom by my side because she would just coach me like you know get in front of the table it was just it exposed me to how to interact with people especially on a professional level And it's hard for me to describe because it was such a life-changing experience. Like, I was in an environment I've never put myself in before. And I was uncomfortable, but from that, I grew. And I love being there and talking to people and learning from people. Everywhere you go, have the desire to learn at least one thing. And I was always looking for answers. I would ask people, how's their experience with their business? How long they've been in business? you know, what advice they have for me. And then it's also nice to support people. It just feels good to give back, especially to Black people. (laughs) I'm sorry, like, it's time for us to rise and just be great and as one. We need to unify, definitely. We do. We definitely need to circulate currency within our own people. Don't get me wrong. I'm Black, okay? We're Black. We love everybody. Right. 
I do, you know, and I also look at other people like I know when I'm around black people, we're not like pulling down any other race. We're not condemning any other. We're not doing those things out of spite or like envy or jealousy or any of those things. So, you know, when we constantly say buy black or support black, we're not being racist or we're not doing any of those things. We're just making you more conscious about who you spend your dollar with and it does matter and circulate currency back within your own community because Jewish people do it white people do it Mexican people do Everybody that but us. but us so you know like I, you know I was like okay this is cute I wanted to buy something from your boutique and then I waited a little too late and you're so poppy you sold out so I was <laughs> like okay let me just pick another piece because that doesn't mean I can't support, but let me just buy another piece. I appreciate Whatever. you so much. Girl, yeah, it's no problem at all. You know, and I just think that's amazing. You're at the pop-up events. I love that your mom is by your side. Always. She came to LSU. <laughs> <laughs> Mama was coming to the uh, gala and everything. Yes. <laughs> um, which I wish we still got to continue, but if it comes back around in, in October, then, you know, I hope you get to come in here. We'll see what happens. They actually but postponed it to March. Again? Oh, Lord. Well, <laughs> thanks for doing <laughs> Yeah, but I plan on coming out Cali sooner than later. We okay, you make... already know. We yeah, will, link. We are. Okay. <laughs> So that's dope, though. I know Jessica said that next year she's not having the retreat because, you know, she just said she wanted to take a break for a year, which is cool. You know, she's obviously an inspiration to both of us. I love her to death. Um, I'm just so thankful that through her, I have a relationship with you. And, you know, it's dope. And, you know, I'm glad I got to meet you, Taylor. Like I said, you guys should check out Taylor's business, her Instagram all of that. Uh, her boutique is named Tailored by Taylor. And you guys should check it out. I'm going to just put it in the show notes and even her personal Instagram so you guys can go find her, follow her, her brand. Like I said, I think she's inspirational. Um, so if you're a boutique, boutique owner out there and you just need more inspiration, then I just recommend that you follow her. You know, and I thank you so much for hopping in and talking about boutique ownership with me and just like the basics but really also the real of it and you know maybe people will take this episode like I said apply it accordingly because everybody say they want to be in it maybe <laughs> you gotta but be 10 times right all right exactly so thanks girl thank you so much uh, I guess we're gonna wrap up thank you guys for tuning in to another week's episode of the millennial entrepreneur Okay, bye, guys. Just taking a quick break to let you guys know that Overdress Official is still open. We are still shipping. So if you have a moment, go and check out www.overdressofficial.com. Like the podcast while you're here listening to us. Rate it, subscribe, and also drop in our DMs. Let us just know topics that you want me to speak on. And that's about it. Let's get back to the show.